Welcome and thank you for joining us today on Friend of God, brought to you by Friendship Baptist Church in Sturges, Mississippi. It is our goal to take the Word of God to as many people as possible. We pray that you not only enjoy today's message, but more importantly, we hope and pray that it changes your heart and moves all of us to life change and action. God bless and enjoy. You know, kids will tell you what is ever on their minds. It doesn't matter what it is. It's unfiltered. It's always where you want an answer. You just ask a question. So uh, this morning, we're going to be looking at being blessed in the pure in heart. I thank you for being here today. We thank you for so many who have stepped in this morning to lead. We, we definitely want to take, thank Stephen for stepping in uh, this morning on short notice. He has had to crud himself, so, uh, so thank you for praying for one another. As we look at the pure in heart, there's a time when I was out deer hunting growing up. Into the woods was I sent to retrieve some dogs. I think that's where the kids are always sent to do that. I don't know if parents do that on purpose or it's just they don't want to go chasing after them. But they weren't coming back because we were calling. And so I followed what my father said. He said, go get them. And I soon realized that without asking, I had surrounded myself in a mess of briars. Anybody ever found themselves in a mess of briars? You know, you couldn't get out without getting all cut up. But I still had to go after the dogs because daddy said so, right? I still had to come back with them. They were lost. I knew it and I knew that it was going to hurt by doing so. We can all remember a story similar to that growing up or something that we knew would hurt if we went forward with it. But if we spin it just a little bit, I think we all have a calling on our lives to live for a Heavenly Father who's commanded us to go, and I believe it's going to hurt to do all that He's calling us to do. In order to retrieve those that are lost, the lost sheep in this world, we're going to have to endure much. But as we do, and as those lost are found, I believe God rejoices, and we rejoice in their finding as well. So oftentimes we trek into the unknown. We endure the briars of this life and knowing that God has set before us a goal, a race that only He can win in and through us. So as we do so, we must be remembering and be careful to not keep obstructions in our lives that keep us from His will and keep us from having that clean heart that allows us to hear Him. Or else we fear that we'll get lost in those briars again and again not knowing which way to go to get out. We think about the human heart, and we think about the heart as well. Man's heart's failing them for fear and for looking those after those things which come on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken, according to Luke 21, 26. Now we see the heart. The heart is a hard-working marvel. It can keep on beating automatically, even if all the nerves are severed. And what a beat! It beats at an average of 75 times a minute, 40 million times a year, two and a half billion times in the life of 70 years, and at each beat, the average adult heart discharges about four ounces of blood. This amounts to 3,000 gallons a day or 650,000 gallons a year, enough to fill more than 81 tank cars of 8,000 gallons each. 
The heart does enough work in an hour to lift a 150-pound man to the top of a three-story building, enough energy in 12 hours to lift a 65-ton tank car one foot off the ground, or enough power in 70 years to lift the largest battleship afloat completely out of the water. So the heart is very important. But what's in the heart is so much more important. If we're going to stand pure before God, if we're going to stand in a right standing before God, we've got to get some things in order in our lives. We've got to do some things that are difficult and hard, and we've got to be willing to walk through some of the areas that might not seem so pleasant. Matthew 5, 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Psalms 24, 4 says this, He who has clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to falsehood and has not sworn deceitfully. Psalm 51, 10 says this, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. So this should be our daily plea. God, renew my heart. Renew that steadfast spirit in me. God, cleanse me of all iniquities that I might be in right standing before you. And when you and I are in right standing before God, that's when he can use us the most, right? That's when he can do his very best in us when we remove the obstructions in our lives. So the first thing we see within these scriptures and within the things today we're looking at is purity. Purity in the heart means removing any obstructions in our way of communicating and living with God. Y'all, there are so many things that vie for our attention every day that can keep us so enamored and focused and hyper-focused and looking at things. Maybe there are problems that come in our way. Maybe there are things we didn't expect. Maybe there are everyday endeavors that we have to accomplish on our planner. Maybe there are things that we believe that are important that we need to get accomplished. But in our lives, we have to say, God, there's nothing more important than following you. There's nothing more important than standing in right standing with you. And if there's some things in my life that are keeping me from doing that, then are they really as important as I give them weight to? Do I really need to say these things are not important in comparison to God? Because at the ultimate point of our lives, if we don't accomplish all the things on our planner during that day, will the world turn on its side? No. If we don't accomplish the things that we think are important, they won't, everything won't end, in other words. If we don't get all the list of things at work done, if we don't get all of those things which we set forth to do, it won't end. But if we don't worship God as we ought to, we begin to cause obstructions and put things before God that were never meant to be there in priority in our lives. And one of those things is we need to keep that line of communication open with God at all times. Because I need to hear from Him every day. I need to hear from Him in every moment of every situation. We each do, as Christian believers, need to spend more time in prayer, in studying, in serving, in going into the briars and doing the things that He calls us to do, which are not easy and only require His power. So living with God. But we also learn things about a clean heart as well. Do you know that a clean heart will produce good fruit? A clean heart. If our heart is clean, 
We feel better, don't we? If our hearts are clean and, and there's no obstructions in the way, then we can operate in a way that we never did before. And some of you all have been through those times where you've had to have stints and things added along the way because things were blocked up, and then afterwards you start saying, well, hey, I'm feeling a whole lot better than I did way before this other time. Because all the things that were in the way, all the things that were clogging things up are now gone. And your heart's beating as it should. But a clean heart will produce good fruit. Galatians 5, 22-23 says this. If you want to turn there in that New Testament book, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. It says it like this. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. In other words, if you and I are living with a pure heart in the right manner and pursuing after God's glory above everything else, if we're setting aside our own plans and saying, God, if I don't accomplish anything but worshiping you and being right with you, then these things right here should be evident to others around us. They are not things that you and I have to go like, look at what I did today. But if we spend time with God every day, if we're serving and living and learning scriptures and learning what God has for us and serving the least of these and keeping our pulse on what the community says and things like that, then what happens? These things become evident, don't they? You usually know if somebody spent time with the Lord as they ought to. And so these fruits are those natural things that happen if you are doing everything to pursue after God as you ought to. It will produce good fruit. 1 Timothy 4.12 says this, Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, show yourself an example of those who believe. I want folks to look at me and you and say, if that's what a Christian is, I want to be one of those. If that's what a Christian is, I want to know what makes them that way. And, and maybe you've been asked that across the span of your years in time. If, if, why are you praying when everybody else is panicking? Why are you reading scripture? Why are you living? Why do you go to church? Why do you attend small group? Why are you in those rooted groups on Sunday night? Why are you doing the things that you're doing? Why do you do that? And you have every opportunity to say, it's because God has given me so much and I want to grow and I want to know him better and God has provided me in ways for for me in ways that I cannot even imagine cannot even explain to you in other words God has impacted your life so much that you want to live and you want to go to church and you want to be involved in small groups and you want to pray it's not that you have to do it and I think some of these scriptures say that the law says you have to do XYZ in order to be in right standing but the Lord says what that's what matters most it's not about following a bunch of rules It's because we get to do these things and we show ourselves as an example of those who believe so we should seek to protect our heart and minds in other words we should seek to protect our walk with Jesus right 
Y'all, we have a lot of things that come in, especially during the holidays, especially during the first of the year, during difficult and hard and arduous periods of our lives, some of which we don't even tell our friends or our family that we're going through. But we have to protect our walk with Jesus above everything else. Because if I don't spend time with God in the morning when I get up and when I pray, then my day does not turn out the way it ought to because I'm looking at every external thing I can to fulfill what only God can. But if I, I get in that mode first thing in the morning and I pray and I'm seeking Scripture and seeking His direction, then everything in that day is a recall of what God has spoken to me already. In other words, you might open the Bible and you might be on a reading plan or you might be praying through certain things. And as you do so, you might say, well, why am I even looking at this? Or what does this have to do with anything? And maybe you've been there as you've read through some of these things. But I'm telling you, there's nothing by chance that you read or that you pray through that God doesn't use or call you to recall down the road somewhere. I, I've been through it. We've all been through it. And there's many of us that struggle through things that we think nobody will understand. And see, for me, as a chronic sufferer of anxiety and depression, I'm aware that there's always a battle that is going on now for me it's a battle on the inside but I'm aware and I wasn't aware initially of the fact that this was going on too that there was a battle just as much going on and that battle is spiritual as well so you and I know that there's battles that happen through the seasons we have in life but how do you and I fight those battles we fight those battles on our knees in prayer to God. We fight those battles by learning and memorizing Scripture and quoting Scripture. Do you know that the Word of God has power? It has power over what we're facing. It has power over what we're enduring. It has power over sin. It is powerful. And I think sometimes we give so little recognition to that fact. That He has power to help us fight battles, but to also, for us to be a friend at all times, it helps others fight their battles too. Because if we're really honest, we like to think, well, I don't need anybody. Y'all, we need the Lord more than ever, but we also need friends that believe what we believe and will walk with us when we can't fight those battles in that way. But I fight my battles with the Word of God and prayer. And I know I'm unable to do anything on my own accord apart from the Holy Spirit. And I have to remember that and recall that every moment of every day. Amen? There's a lot of things I've forgotten. There's a lot of things we forget along the way, don't we? But we can't forget the most important thing in our lives. And we have to hold it as a point of priority in our lives. We also know that even as part of my story, and I know a part of yours, that the armor of God is vital, isn't it? The armor of God. Warfare, as we think of spiritual warfare. It is the state of being at war with an opposing nation or people. Scripture neither condemns nor glorifies in warfare, but recognizing it as a continuing aspect of this fallen world. In particular, we see the New Testament stresses the importance of spiritual warfare in the life of our faith. So, Ephesians chapter 6 
Ephesians chapter 6. If you want to turn there or you want to write it down, that's totally fine. But Ephesians chapter 6 really just brings out the importance of what it means to have the armor of God present in our lives. Starting in verse 10, it says this. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. So right then and there, it tells you and me what? Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to do what? You'll be able to fight against the schemes of the devil. So automatically, that should perk your ear up to say, anything that I face, the armor is important, right? Any battle that I'm going into, the armor's important. Anything that I'm coming out of, the armor's important. We need to hold fast the words of God here. It says, verse 12, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day, and having done everything to stand firm. When someone is called to stand firm, that means that they are not going to be moved, right? When we are called to stand firm, we are not to be moved. In other words, when people say, do you really believe in Jesus and our life is hanging in the balance, We've got to say, yes, I believe in Jesus. And this is how he's redeemed me. And even if it costs me my life, I'm going to tell you that fact. Here's what it says. Stand firm, have, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for the saints. In other words, we ought to be a people of prayer at all times. Praying not only for our own but also praying for others who are out there fighting the good fight as well. Y'all, I can't do what I do without you praying for me. You and I cannot do what God has called us to do without us having fully His power, but the power of prayer that we lend to one another. We fight with His power. And on behalf, verse 19... On my behalf, the utterance which may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. How many of you have ever said, well, I don't know what I'm going to say when I go talk to somebody. Pray for one another that when you speak, not if you speak or not if you have a chance, but when you speak, the words of your mouth are not your own, that they are of the gospel. And the gospel speaks to the heart of mankind in a way that you and, the, you and I can't do, Right? I think oftentimes we pray that we have the right words to say, but I think the prayer should be this. God, put your words in me and say what you want to say. Help me to be quiet and allow for you to speak. Because I don't want any confusion in what I think versus what God says through me. And so, 
pray on my, that, that everything can open up my mouth to make known the boldness of the mystery of the gospel, for I am which I am an ambassador in chains, that in proclaiming it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So this is our purpose. This is what we're here for. This is why we do this. And I believe even today that some of us are walking into spiritual battles with little to no armor. Some of us are walking into these battles in this little to no armor and then not understanding why we are so easily knocked down. I think sometimes we think about the external things that might be affecting us, but leave out the spiritual battle that's continually going on in our lives. In the dynamics of the spiritual life, Richard Lovelace said this, said, it seems to me that much of the church's warfare today is fought by blindfolded soldiers who cannot see the forces ranged against them, who are buffeted by invisible opponents and respond by striking one another. Y'all, there's a lot of things that we can be so wrapped up in. There's a lot of things that we get involved in with one another that are easily forgotten or forgiven. And there's a calling in this to go into our war room of prayer and prepare for spiritual battle even now. And I believe that some of us are in need of sincere revival and our hearts are in some tough shape spiritually. And you got to think about it like this. If you find yourself this morning, you say, my heart is in a tough place spiritually. Then maybe this is a time for you to get on your knees and cry out saying, God, revive me. Because I believe we simply cannot reach this world as the Great Commission calls for us to without our hearts being in a constant state of revival. Amen. In a short time, we're going to have prayer for the persecuted church. 2 Timothy 3.12 says this, Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. There are many that are fleeing their country and worse, losing everything for their faith in Jesus. I begin to think about this, and as long as we think about this story as something that happens all over the other side of the world, we don't have to worry about it, Right? If it happens overseas, we don't have to worry about it. But yes, we do. These are brothers and sisters in Christ. But I wonder what it will take for us in the American church to wake up and understand. The persecuted church here includes comfortability of self and lack for humility and understanding for the mission we've been called to. As believers, we are not to remain in comfort. So I'm praying that he continues to shake us up. Until we wake up and respond to the mission that he has set before each and every one of us. And that mission looks like this. To seriously take the call. To take up one's cross and follow him no matter what the cost. See the whole world is depending on each and every one of us to answer the call. So this morning what I want us to look at as we go into a time of invitation. Some of us are called to pray as we're doing here today. Some of us are not only called to pray as we're doing here today, some of us are called to go therefore. To go therefore means a call to missions or to be a permanent missionary to one of the people groups in the world that might be in need. 
Some of us are called in this time as we think about today and pure in heart and the calling that we have is a call to be in part or full-time vocational ministry, meaning that you believe you can be best served in the giftedness God has given you by stepping out in faith and saying, I need to be serving and I need to be serving in the local church. Maybe you're here today and you need to believe in Jesus for the very first time. And sometimes we're so afraid of what that might mean because we don't know. But all of us who are Christians here, how many of you regret believing in Jesus Christ? Right? God can do a miraculous work in you and I and can do something we cannot if we're willing to believe and trust in Him, to ask for forgiveness of our sins and God will freely forgive us. Maybe you're one of the folks like I've talked to over the span of time who said, why well, walk down with a group of boys or girls growing up because that's what we were doing or that's what we were compelled to do, but I didn't know Jesus. Or maybe, maybe you're a career Christian who comes to church but doesn't know Jesus. Jesus Christ has called you and is calling you this morning to believe in Him. Maybe you're one of those that say, well, I've come to the front, I've prayed the prayer, I believe in Jesus, but I've never been baptized. Maybe it's your calling this time of Thanksgiving that you say, I need to follow through with what Christ has done in my life, and I need to be that faithful witness in my life, and it starts through me following through with baptism. Maybe you're here on today and you say, I need to join friendship and be a part of a growing fellowship that challenges me and desires for me to know God better. Thank you for joining the Friendship family today. Your time is your most valuable commodity, and we are enormously grateful that you chose to share some of it with us. If you would like to know more about Friendship Baptist Church, please visit our website, friendshipsturges.com, or our Facebook page. Both links can be found in the show notes below. Although we would greatly appreciate you leaving this podcast a rating or review, we would be eternally grateful if you would be willing to share it with someone else. We pray you have a God-filled day, and please remember, love God, love people, and reach the world.